the Protestant churches, though, that you don't have imagery of women, but you do have an actual woman. You have actual women, real life women. <laughs> actual real life ones. <laughs> I'm Anne McNamee Keels. And I'm Stephanie Shavera. <laughs> and this is Lapsed. A podcast about growing up Catholic and breaking news <laughs> edition. I'm really glad you did that because that was also that exact noise you just made was my impulse as well. And I was like, <laughs> is that weird? Is that too old timey? How old am I? Like, it makes sense to me, but I wonder if, like, someone even 10 years younger than us is, like, I don't know what that sound is. I don't even know what the sound – it's just, like, the – I feel like it was old-timey when we were kids, but – I was thinking of, like, a logo spinning in, like, CNN. Yes. But it's, like – I couldn't think of the noise of a spinning yeah. logo. No, it all – it's all correct. It's, like, breaking news. <laughs> well, Anne and I had to do something because I literally had a breaking news – alert on my phone catholic style so we have to talk about it everyone's talking breaking news the pope is allowing same-sex couples to be blessed blessed yeah i was like i've got to be very careful in my wording here because it's very specific well he's sure being careful in his wording too i think yep so they are not allowed to be married and the blessing cannot happen at a civil uh ceremony union of any union, kind thank yeah. you i was like this a civil service was the only word that came to my brain right now <laughs> that's, something like, that's else. not right that's not right so a civil union ceremony can't happen there could happen immediately after i think but this is a huge step and you know we're all like oh ann and i are making note of all the asterisks but the uh the haters uh, don't care about those asterisks at all. It's so funny how all these Catholic news stories, I mean, I do, in some ways they feel so centrist or like late to the game, right? But in other ways, right. like the conservatives in the Catholic church are so very conservative. That it's radical. Yes, exactly. So it's just so funny. I know. The responses you get from both sides. Two areas that are like angriest about this is surprise surprise like the right side catholics mm -hmm. and many african countries like i think the oh, archbishop yeah. of like kenya is like enraged sure which to be clear and not that not that i know a ton ton about the history of all african nations i don't claim to but like a lot of the homophobia was really brought in with colonialism a lot of Right alongside the Catholic. <laughs> With the cat, The Catholics kind of effectively... Catholicism, a lot of it started in, I mean, a lot of the Bible, it's happened in Africa. It's not like it was all yes, brought... Yes, that's true. It was brought to Africa from Italy that's or true. anything. You know? Christianity existed already in Africa. In, like, started there. Yes, that's a good reminder. But then also, later on, there were missionaries as well. Yes. Yes. From yeah. Europe. That brought about um, the modern Catholic Church too. Yeah. I would take a college course. So if anyone has a good book recommendation on like the story of Catholicism in in African countries, I would definitely read that. Uh, yeah, because all I know is the missionary side of it. I don't know the early days and all of that. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Digression. 
Yeah. So what did you look up? What did you read about it? What are your reactions? Well. Give it to me. So it reminded me of something I read a very long time ago, like a decade or so longer ago. Dan Savage's book. I think it's called The Kid. Do you know Dan Savage, sex advice columnist? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I used to be. Honestly, I haven't kept up with Dan Savage these days. Not really since Lindy West talked about him. I kind of like faded out. Yeah, he's, I mean, everyone's getting old and a little outdated. Sorry, Gen Z. It happens to the best of us, apparently. Eventually just become old. It's like most things. Like eventually the thing that was groundbreaking becomes commonplace and then even kind of behind. And not to say that's all of Dan Sandwich. I just, you know. Yeah. There are other sex advice columnists, but certainly he was really groundbreaking in the way he talked about right. things. And he is from Chicago, but he's one of the North Side Catholics, I believe, but grew up super Catholic. But there's a story he tells in his book, The Kid, which came out in 2000, and his child's like mm. an adult now, but at the time he was a baby or little, uh, about him and his husband adopting, which really was a still a very big deal back then. Like it was still kind yeah. of new for gay couples to be adopting and for it to be talked about in popular culture. So there's a chapter where he talks about getting his son baptized. And it was mostly because his mom really wanted, she wanted her grandchild baptized. I think many of us relate to that sentiment. Yeah. I'm going from my memory of the book, but I read it a long time ago and it is staying, it stayed with me. Yeah. They got his son baptized at like his mom's parish, maybe the parish he grew up in. I don't remember. And as often happens, and I think this sort of is what has happened with things that were maybe not officially sanctioned by the church, which it's a family friend who's a priest who is willing to mm-hmm. be a little loosey-goosey with the rules or just not really worry so much about doctrine. And he baptized the baby, and Dan and his husband were both there as the parents. And then the priest, he mentions in the book how he didn't know this was going to happen, but the priest blessed his union with his husband. Wow. And this might have even been, was this pre-legal gay marriage? I mean, that didn't happen until Obama, so yeah. Right. Yes. I'm like, oh God, the things that have happened in our lifetime. Yeah, so this is before gay marriage is even legal, and he blessed like their union. Wow. Which is to say that priests have been doing this. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things, you know, like we talk about where the Pope comes out and is for or against something that kind of already is happening or right. isn't. And so this in for some priests is like just a confirmation of maybe what they've already been doing or certainly mm-hmm. that's not the only time that has happened. I'm sure there have been plenty of times. But making it more okay? Yeah. I mean, explicitly sanctioning it. Sanction. Oh, my God. Is sanction one of those words that can mean opposites? Yes. Right? Sanction can mean saying it's okay and sanction and then, also means... And then having sanctions <laughs> against a country. Yeah. Right. It's so oh my gosh, that hurts my brain right now. Okay. Uh, anyway, that was what I thought about when this all came, when I saw the headlines. I was like, oh, like that moment in Dan Savage's book that has stayed with me. Aww, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. There's, um, I this is not Catholicism in the news officially because that's only for our Patreons. Um, but there was another article that came, I like came out. I saw almost at the same time, and I I don't have it on me right now. But there is um there's a man who's like bankrolling a lot of uh, the conservative Catholic mm. movement in in the United States, and he they re- he recently funded this like parade of bishops that like held the Eucharist in a very fancy like vestibule, and they like went down the road, and it was all about like 
I don't know, being a conservative Catholic. And the images are the, these two ways of going about being a Catholic. One was like, put on every fancy vestment you can find, put the Eucharist in the golden case, and we will like parade around. It's just like just bishops in gold, like all this stuff, very fancy. Versus, you know, the word that keeps going with Francis is like pastoral, right? That's his whole mm-hmm. thing, it's like pastoral. I think it's just, it, to me, it was just such a stark contrast in the goals, right, of these two sides in the church at the moment. It seems as though, or the image that's being portrayed in the conservative side of things is of exclusivity. It's of it's out of our reach. It's out of the layperson's reach. Where everything that it seems that Francis seems to try to do, it's like I don't know. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? It reminds if you've watched. Indiana Jones as often as I have because it's the trilogy, not, none of these garbage fourth and fifth movies. Um, uh, they're like, I, I wanted to be Indiana Jones when I grew up. Like, that's my still my goal, frankly. Um, I love that goal for you. I love this right? for you. But like the whole thing of the, the Last Crusade is choosing the cup that Jesus actually had, which was like not gold. It was like a carpenter's cup. It was like mm. it's the whole like moral of the dang story. It just keeps going back to this for me. It's like these steps. It feels so right to be making steps of inclusivity. And it feels so mm-hmm. much more in line with the teachings. And it, in such an obvious way to me that I still blows my mind that people don't get behind this 100%. Like I don't understand that you can call yourself Catholic or Christian and not have your goal be one of acceptance and love. Like I don't, I know it's like the basic things and I know I can't, I shouldn't even be getting angry about it because it just seems to be inherent in so much organized religion. But I'm like, yeah, duh. Yeah, duh. This is the right step. And of course you and I want it to be going further, but it is such a huge ship to turn. I, I understand that baby steps are, are needed. Someone said this once that like the Catholic church is like a giant, ship it's not like a little boat like if you make if you Mm -hmm. make the turn too fast it's gonna like flip out you know you can't it can't handle a fast turn it's a globe it's a you know something like that and it pissed me off I'm like well just do it be radical but I get it like if you do want to keep the church huge I guess if that's your goal or if you feel like you have to take everyone with you you have to take baby steps and it's kind of what Ruth Bader Ginsburg when she was critiquing Roe v. Wade she said it was too radical a step, right? Like it was too big and it should have had been a, a lot of much smaller steps accumulating mm. to get more people on board. That was her critique from the beginning of it being just a Supreme mm. Court decision. And it basically, she sort of saw what was going to come. And now all these states have to like backtrack and make all these laws in a hurry, which right. is what we've been seeing. I don't even know if anything I just said makes sense. I'm ranting. Welcome to my brain while moving during the holidays. Um, but <laughs> so like that part of me gets it. Like gets why mm. you can't just make one fast decision. And I, and like we just said at the beginning, to some people, this is one huge fast decision. Yeah. So if he's ever going to keep a church together, I guess this is how it has to be. That's an interesting point. Yeah. The idea that if if he just was like, gay marriage is fine now also women can be priests would people just leave like would just would, disintegrate the catholic church would churches start breaking off i mean because that yes even in the methodist church recently like they they were sort of world's worst methodist here uh i think Better the than, thing I, <laughs> I think it was kind of piecemeal or like per 
congregation, how like mm-hmm. LGBT stuff was dealt with and especially globally. And then the Methodist church was like, yeah, no, like we're cool with LGBT folks. They can get married. They can be clergy. Yeah. All those, they can be out. Like we're cool with all of it officially, everybody. Yeah. And people did leave, like congregations left. Yeah. And there were people who maybe were like part of a community who then felt differently. Maybe they were pro LGBT, but their church didn't go along with it. And now they are in a weird position. And yeah, so I guess in the Catholic church, there's all kinds of money involved, obviously too, with how everything is funded. And so money's always a thing. Power's always a thing. So that's a good point. Maybe that's as much as one can do. I don't know. Of course I'm impatient. (laughs) Same. <laughs> and I, in general, just want to like center queer folks here and queer Catholics. And yeah, for any queer person who feels positively towards this, who feels relieved or who feels yeah. hopeful or who feels like this could bolster family relationships that they are hoping to to hold on to or any of those things, or if it's going to save a kid, like I'm for it. Right. But at the same time, the people who are like this is like asking us to feed our crumbs i'm also like yes i know i want to validate that that is also real yes you're you're yes and it's totally fair to be like yeah i don't want to be a part of a club that like just barely tolerates me no i mean that's exactly the, the reasons i'm not a practicing catholic yeah i mean still i uh, think i don't know if this is true for catholic hospitals as well i think it's true for at least Many, if not all, Catholic schools, queer folks who are married, I don't know that their partner can be on their health insurance. That's legitimately concerning. I wonder if that's like an institution to institution. It's still not right. I don't know. But I know that that happens. Yeah. And that shouldn't happen. I mean, and the fact that that can legally happen at an institution like in the U.S. where gay marriage is very much legal is, you know, there's real money stuff. Again, there's real practical consequences to all of this and maybe this will be a shift toward that i don't know yeah i mean i would love to do an episode and this is probably more evangelical than catholic but how the separation of church and state has just gone off the rails for recent supreme court decisions is just awful to me it's not just evangelical because we have so many catholics on the supreme court that's why it feels like catholic right like right it doesn't feel evangelical but but evangelical just feels like the majority of Americans in terms of religion. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's weird for a, a religion that was put to the side or ostracized or whatever into like the mid 20th century. Um, the fact that our judges in in robes are so there's so many Catholic ties is like wild to me. Like, that's where the most Catholics are, I think, in any government body that we have. There was that tweet. I think we retweeted a while ago that was like the founding fathers would be like what do you mean there are catholics on the supreme court i know like, <laughs> that's what they would be saying although i still don't really count amy coney barrett as a catholic like i don't know her her catholicism is like well she's part of some culty catholic stuff yeah um, it's not the catholic I know. they all well that's a th- is any of it i don't know yeah I that's know. the thing like the piece about this whole deal about blessing queer unions I guess having gone to the high school I went to, it feels like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Because I, for that time period, it felt like we're on a road to be progressive. Or like we, I, I saw yeah. staff members who either were queer, even though they maybe weren't allowed to tell us that, or 
um, mm-hmm. seemed queer affirming to some degree. Not like what we were talking about then was again, this was like pre gay marriage. The conversations were different. We were like way behind, but I don't know. I was trying to figure out like where the Catholic Church is. Like, how many years ago are they in in relation to the rest of the U.S. At least, I feel like if this happened twenty years ago. It would have felt like wild, very groundbreaking, very groundbreaking. Yes, wild. But yeah, because it's, I'm like it's 2021. Because that's what I'm saying. Like even Dan Savage's book about having about adopting a baby when he couldn't even legally get married. I guess that's also just I don't know. It's making me feel old. Yes, it's great the amount of progress we've had, but it's so crazy. Yeah, it's hard to even fathom that we lived in a time where that wasn't possible because it just feels. When did gay marriage become legal? I want to say like 2000. The U.S. I can't be right. Can I be right? 2008 feels like a good round number. In the U.S., Illinois was early. Oh, it was. No, it was 2015. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's so late. (laughs) That's I mean, I remember this. No, because I remember this because I didn't have a Catholic wedding, but I did have a Catholic priest. And one of the things I was thinking about, because I remember I got married in 2013 and I was like, I'm not joining a private country club here. Like, I'm not... Like, that was one of my deciding factors, I remember. I was like, I don't want to have a Catholic wedding in a place where I can only get married because I'm marrying a man. That really was... Mm. I mean, plus I didn't... The fact that I did not want an hour and a half long wedding also really helped shape my decision. (laughs) I just can't deal with the Corinthians passage. (laughs) No more Corinthians. It's been done. I can't do it. Find another passage. Sorry. (laughs) What I remembered was trying to figure out like a sort of mini bachelorette thing we were doing that my friend was organizing for me. And I looked at the venue and that was like a drag night or a queer night. And I was like, oh, it's like a drag event. She was like, oh, that sounds fun. And I was like, I don't feel good being like, woohoo, I'm getting married with a bunch of people who can't get married. I don't want to do that. I'm not doing that. Like, but then yeah. a couple of years later, I went to a bachelorette, I, a drag show that was almost exclusively bachelorette parties, um, and I, which was weird, but it was a different vibe. I'm sure drag bars make a ton of money on bachelorette parties. I'm and sure, at least capitalism for them, I guess. I think it was during Pride though, and it was in Boys Town in Chicago, and I did have oh. a guy come up to me, and he's like, "I'm from out of town, and like, where are all the queers? Why are these all these straight ladies here?" And I was like. Exactly right. That is a fair point. Uh, anyway. Exactly right. I digress. But I just do. <laughs> I remember that because I'm like, that's wild. When I got married, it wasn't. Yeah. Le- I don't remember if it was legal in Illinois. It wasn't legal in the US wide at all. Right. I mean, just all go back to what you, you said earlier. I saw things in the news that people like went out immediately to get their blessing. So I know for some people, this was a really big deal. For others, it's like, get it together. Let's go. Like, yeah. Well, and they're Why like, I can we... go to the denomination down the street and straight up get married at their church. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I and mean, that's always my question when we're talking to people like Father Ann or, you know, literally anyone queer that's still in the Catholic Church. I'm like, how are how, Wow. Progressives. Yeah. Like when the church doesn't want you so blatantly that you believe so hard, it just amazes me. Right. Maybe that's diminishing of their faith. But um, to me, it's amazing. For sure. And it, you might, you, there really must be something in the Catholic Church that you're holding on to really tight if you are yeah. there in spite of really feeling pushed away by some of the church. Yeah, I talked recently about I was inside a Catholic Church to drop off some donations for asylum seekers. Yeah. 
and is a really beautiful old Chicago church and all the statues and the stained glass and the Virgin Mary. And I do have to say there was like a part of me where I saw like I was like a just a really beautiful old like Virgin Mary statue. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's something nice yeah. about it. There was like something yeah. I was like, that's the thing I don't have when I go to a Protestant church. Mm-hmm. It's not even about belief. It's so funny. I feel like part of it's like purely just aesthetics and like nostalgia. Yeah. But I still and just like having a, any kind of like a female, like any any imagery of a woman is nice. But nice. I guess now at the Protestant churches, though, that you don't have imagery of women, but you do have an actual woman. You have actual women, real <laughs> actual life, actual real life ones, <laughs> a real life woman. Okay, who's like not an, an like insane ideal to live up to? Yeah, right. It's not like <laughs> a mother, but also a virgin. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> oh, she's a complicated lady. She really, she is as a role model. <laughs> Did you see that Slate had this piece on December 18th? It came out on December 18th. I thought it was going to be about the gay marriage thing, but I don't even think it mentioned it. Because when did that happen? Was that on the same day? When did he make this proclamation? The breaking news? It was two days ago. Yes, two days ago. Okay, so (laughs) I'm... Oh, wait. This article is the 19th, but maybe that was the breaking news happened. Maybe this came happened to come out on the 18th, and then the breaking news happened immediately after. Anyway, there's a slate piece called The Pope's Year-End Crackdown, and it's talking about the two guys that he uh, got rid of, mostly. The oh, yeah. Burke and who's the other guy? Strickland. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know things right now. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I, I have the article here. I did not remember. Okay. And just like how rare it is for a pope to actually in any way give like real consequences to a bishop for these sort of like political kind of reasons or yeah. like them kind of speaking out against him and call. I mean, they called him like the devil or something. And, you know, but finally he it's like, no, no, there were real consequences. Steph, do you think all of this is it? <laughs> My friend actually used this analogy for something recently for me, and I feel like it applies here. It's like the agave that like does a shoot. There's like a giant shoot that comes out of it. I think it's the agave at the end of its life. Like all of a sudden it's like very beautiful and it blooms and it's big and then it dies. Oh, no, I didn't know that. I love that. Is this is this the agave shoot of Francis's like reign as Pope? Is he like, and you get out of here and you get out of here and we can bless gay people and I'm out. Is that what's happening? Or does he know he's going to die? I don't know why, but like, I honestly just felt tickled in my heart when you said that. The agave shoot, Pope Francis. It feels like it. I feel, I mean, it feels like if he's not getting ready to go on, to his heavenly kingdom but it's just at least retiring maybe that's what i'm wondering because but that's like a big deal for a pope to retire you know i mean everyone flips out or i think he's just like being practical he's like i may not die this year but i'm 87 so let's like just get some stuff done the like just getting it ready yeah maybe agave shoot <laughs> the agave shoot is still happening. Yeah, I looked it up. It says it's like around 80 years they have this like beautiful shoot and then they die. <sighs> I'm obsessed with this. I when I lived in Austin, Texas, I did see those shoots and I didn't realize it was that was the end. I love it. So That's a grand finale. <laughs> My gardener heart. Okay. Oh, well now you're gonna have to go down a whole agave rabbit hole. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just I don't garden too many agave plants in western Pennsylvania. You don't quite live in agave no. <laughs> region. No, 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 no. Not so much. Everything here is just frozen. 
But it has that vibe, right? Just like get my affairs in order vibe, clean up house. I mean, to be real, he's in his 80s. It's not like he's get, he knows he's not going to be alive like that much longer. Right. And I think maybe he would like to see, I mean, totally projecting here, but like maybe he was hoping there'd be more progress in the world than there was. And he's just mm-hmm. like, I look, I can't wait for you guys anymore. <laughs> like, I don't I don't know. I mean, I just looked it up. He's 87. He was yeah. born in 1936. Wow. The things this man has seen. For real. And he I know he has been in poor health. We've talked about that. Yeah. Like, he's had to cancel things, which is fair because he's 87. Right. Yeah, it just could be, like, a priority thing. I mean, I listen, I think we reach this in different ways. Like, midlife, I know I've had. Like, your priority shift is you're like, well, this is, this is it. This is the life I have. And yeah. if you're nearing the end of your life you're like what am I afraid of people being mad at me like I think like you kind of pointed to I think the church surviving him and leaving it in an okay place is important I'm sure to him yeah and I think I mean again do I wish he went further yes but if keeping the church together is also important or making it so that it's not something people want to immediately reverse or oust him over. Right. I think that's why, again, like maybe the steps that he's taking maybe need to happen in the way that they're happening. As frustrating as it is. Cause I think the thing of like, where you were just talking about how progressives or like women who want to be priests or queer people who stay in the church they do it there's something keeping them there right Mm -hmm. there's something keeping them regardless i think it's the same thing on the far right and that people want to stay catholic and even though the pope is supposed to be infallible and they disagree with the pope at this point many people are just still staying and they're just pissy about it yeah but if gay marriage was just made legal and like women were allowed to become priests those people with they be out. I'm like, cool. See ya. Bye. Like, Bye. Personally, <laughs> I know. I guess that's I not know. everybody's goal. <laughs> it's not everyone's goal, and I mean, I don't know how anyone ever gets their mind changed. It seems these days, like everyone's just so entrenched in their opinions. It's very hard to change a mind. It feels like I've you know, had gotten lots of it's like, should that even be anyone's goal? It, I mean, that's a personal decision. But I mean, I just know there are some people I know for whom these kinds of declarations from the Pope make them feel there will be a change. There will be more people that are more open to to gay couples because mm-hmm. of this. Like, it, I, I've seen it in action over like divorces and yeah you know, single mothers, like things like that have happened in the church. And when there's been like papal declarations, I've like in real time watched people be like, oh, well, the church says it's okay now. And like watched their hearts and minds get opened to it. Yeah. I wish it didn't take the Pope saying it, but it it does for some people. And so I, I hope, and I think for some people they may know, like in their guts, like this can't be wrong. I know this couple that seems like they should be right and now it's like for that it reaffirms that gut feeling Mm -hmm. a person may have had um right maybe this is just the extra nudge that some people need right it just makes me feel better (laughs) it makes me it makes me feel more better than it does feel worse i guess yeah yeah i mean the only um negative feeling is like okay this isn't enough right but it's not like this isn't good 
exactly. it's obviously exactly. a step in the correct direction mm-hmm. and it's certainly causing a stir i mean it's <laughs> It's the headline yeah. all over, not just Catholic publications, but everything. The New York Times breaking news on my phone, like same as huge politics or, or I, you know, volcanoes in Iceland. And then it was like Pope, like just my phone, boom. <laughs> and I was like, wow, there's breaking news from the Pope. Not just because I research Catholic stuff, but because this is breaking news. This is when I was a kid why I didn't understand that like my little niche of the world was this Chicago Catholic was like, yeah, you know, as a kid, you kind of just think the world is, well, at least as a little white kid growing up in America, I think you think the your world is the way the world is, um, especially when no one's telling you otherwise explicitly. Right. But listen, in the 80s and early 90s, Chicago was a huge deal. Michael Jordan, everyone in the whole world knew I who bet. the Chicago Bulls were. And lots of TV shows like TGIF, you had mm-hmm. <laughs> like yes. Perfect Strangers and uh, what's it called? What was Family Matters? Ca- Family Matters. Yeah, Family he Matters. Was a yeah, Chicago was- cop. Yeah. Everything took place in Chicago. They were talking about Chicago on TV all the time. And then the Pope, they were talking about the Pope on TV sometimes. I mean, the Pope would get mentioned. Like, yeah. And even oh, non Catholics know who the Pope is. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. a weird thing. It is global news um it's crazy well i know well we had to chime in about it because we did that's what we do i was like are we just gonna i wonder (laughs) i was glad you reached out stuff because i was like are we just gonna talk about this in our patreon catholicism in the news episode that's gonna be it's too big it's too big i agree but that being said please 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 if you are all inclined uh to join our patreon we are Starting off, our first uh, effort is video. It's video, right? Yes, it's video. Video versions uh, of us doing Catholicism in the news. And hopefully that will grow. But in order for things to grow, we need more patrons. We need more patrons, yes. It's a weird cycle. I don't know what comes first, but hopefully we'll all come together. But yes, we are... Uh, we'd love to grow our community there. So please join us over there for whatever it is that you yes. can spare. Uh, or not spare, but like support us with. Yeah. Starts as low as $5 a month at the, I think that level is called venial. $10 a month is mortal. Um, <laughs> I know. I saw that. I just, it so me. Um, Catholicism is chock full of like fun puns and stuff. It's great. It's great. There's so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perpetual help is one of the one of the levels as well. I am loving being on the Patreon because I feel like I'm actually getting to know the listeners who are on there and there's more of a back and forth. I mean, the way it works is like we post video content, whether that's our Catholicism in the news where I've posted a little, a couple show and tell stuff. You need to do a show and tell for us. I know. I know. I have one. I'm I'm challenging you to this. Something I packed up recently that I need to do it now. I don't know where it's packed, but I'll I'll unpack it. You get a pass because you're moving. Um, (laughs) I go. But the way it works is we post something and then people can comment and then we can reply and we can like actually yeah. have a conversation, which I I don't know about you, Steph, but when I am listening to a podcast, I am often like <laughs> having a conversation with the podcaster out loud yeah. sometimes like, oh, yeah. like, no, 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 don't, that's not really how there was a whole um, I, I'm giving them. I don't know if any of them were raised Catholic. Oh, maybe Tig Notaro was maybe raised Catholic. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, the handsome. Why does she have pod. a raised Catholic vibe? She does, though. She's from 
Mississippi. Maybe not. She does have Probably that not. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Probably not. I was thinking New Orleans for a minute. I was thinking New Orleans, but I think it's not. So maybe not. But anyway. Mike Berbiglia was. Mike Berbiglia sure was, and he is friends with a lot of those folks. Yeah. But they had an episode where they're talking about Chicago-style versus New York pizza, and they were under the impression that Chicago-style pizza is deep dish. And in case listeners don't know, I have never in all of my 38 years had someone in Chicago say, I'm going to order a pizza, and what they mean is deep dish. That is a no. separate very specific. tourist food, mostly novelty food, maybe, at a party. But it's not like what you order. You can't eat it regular. You can eat it once a year, <laughs> maybe. Otherwise, you would keel over. It's like a lasagna. It's <laughs> it's a cheese pie. Like yeah, it's it's a you can't eat that like for pizza no, night once no. a week or whatever. Yep. No, no, you would your heart would implode. <laughs> You'd really be in trouble if you ate that. No, regularly. I know. I, I absolutely thought that before I moved to Chicago. Yeah, people do, and I understand because that's what well, it's like a tourist thing, but. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I couldn't listen to the podcast episode because they were proceeding mm. with the question as though that was Chicago. I had to turn it off. The premise but then, and then I went on Facebook and I had to like comment on the episode or maybe it was Instagram. I don't remember. But like there are moments where you're like, oh, I need to respond. And with the Patreon, you can do you that. Can do that. You can respond. Patreon. We will see it. We might respond back. I probably will. What else am I doing? A million things, but you know, I got my phone. A million things. Speaking of which, currently part of our insanity is Anne is working hard to help families who are seeking refuge in her church and churches nearby, I believe. Yes. Um, and one of the things I am doing is I, I'm mentoring a youth in a, in a group home through foster care locally. And so I say all this because I think for our past the basket right now, instead of donating money, it's to think of something that's local to your area that you can either give to or help out with this season. Somebody local who needs you wherever you are, I think. I love that. I try not to give dollars to the bell ringers because I Salvation Army. Mm. I think they didn't used to let gay people have beds. I don't know if that's still true or not. I've heard some various problematic stuff about them. So every time I see them and I have the urge because I think it's like the people who are ringing the bell have good intentions. I'm I'm pretty sure for the most part. So I take a dollar and I like give it to someone else or I think of, I think of another way to do it. Cause I always have the urge. I want to put, I want to put all my dollars in the little baskets. Yeah, I know. Especially at holiday times, which is when we're recording this. And I don't live in an area in which people are often on the street, but you know, finding different ways to give to anyone locally. Um, that's what we're encouraging you to do this season. I love that. Uh, that's our special collection. It's your own personal yeah. special collection. And you can think of yeah. us when you do it and feel like you fulfilled your duty. So mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. I mean, yeah, if you have any organizations, again, um, that you would like us to mention, um, we could also consider that as part of Patreon. You can get on our socials and comment. Leave us a five-star review. Please like, share, comment. Yes. Uh, we'd love to start reading uh, out some of the, the comments people are leaving. So thank you. Um, that's your year-end support lapsed uh, plea from me. Oh, that's you're, You should work at NPR, Steph. You're very good at that. You're very oh, good you. at the year-end uh <laughs> 
I don't Whatever. have a to- to- tote bag. Oh, wow. A tote bag. Yeah. Tote bag. I'll, I'll, I Maybe it might be down the line. It's another thing we're toying with. So we're working on it. If there's something that we've said that you would like on a tote bag, obviously also with you or a mug, but anything else, right. please tell us. Yeah. All those Catholics that are headed to Christmas mass and don't normally go this year. Good luck. Uh, not blurting out the old ways of doing it. We're not about to help you. No, um, sorry. I don't know if this will come out before or after Christmas, but. Oh, that's right. This could we'll see. If you said also with you and you've been at mass lately, it's okay. We're there with right you. Right on. <laughs> all right, Steph. And on that note, and also with you. And also with you, Anne. 